the day is finally here. What day is that, Christine? The big one year anniversary episode. Wow, one year episode. And I think it's going to start for you right now. And now, coming to you from the K2 Studios in San Diego, California, it's the world-famous Chris and Christine Show. Hey, 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 what's happening, everybody? How are you guys doing today? I am Chris. And I'm Christine, and welcome to the 52nd episode of the Chris and Christine Show. Do, 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 do. Well, all right, the 52nd episode, which also happens to be our big one-year anniversary podcasting. I know. Can you believe that we made it through and we didn't kill each other? Well, there's still hope yet. The episode is not over yet, so <laughs> there's always hope for that. Well, don't drink that water I gave to you, FYI. What? <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Well, we have a very, very fun show in store for you, Chris. I know you've put hours of prep work into this, and I so appreciate it. But before we hop well, in... Well, thank you, by the way. Uh, well, before we hop into all of the fun, we have a really fun announcement to make, don't we, Chris? That is correct. If you might remember, a little while ago, we put together a podcast survey mm-hmm. on our website, on social media. And thank you. Thank you for filling it out. And everybody who filled it out. But thank you especially for filling the survey out. And there also was a little bit of a carrot we dangled in front of you guys to get you guys to fill out the survey, which happened to be a Amazon gift card to a winner at random for filling out the survey. And who was that winner, Chris? Let's see. I check my show notes here. And the winner is Karen Capana. Thank you so much for filling out the survey. And because you filled it out, we awarded you a $25 uh, gift card to Amazon. Yes, we did. Thank you so much for giving us that great feedback that's helping us figure out how to move forward in year number two. Congratulations. Congratulations. And, th- and thank you guys for writing in. And, and uh, gals, and not just guys. Of course, not being like <laughs> sexist or like that, but guys and gals. And we really appreciate everything you guys have said so far. And it seems like you really like our guests. And you also like it when we um, talk about our family and talk about what we're, what's going on in our lives. And our relationship. Oh, yeah, especially that, yeah, our relationship. That came out like top of the grid. People right. really liked when we talk about our relationship. That's that's true. Like of all the topics people want to talk about on podcasts, relationships were top of mind. And then followed behind that was like comedy. And I think somewhere in there it was like politics or something. And then religion fell in there somewhere. And then down at the bottom was like hunting and like uh, sports and things like that. So it was all good. I loved it. Yeah, it was really fun. But speaking of fun things, Chris, was there anything fun that you had going on in your life this week? Oh, the fact that the uh, restroom, the uh, remodel house, uh, Chris and Christine restroom project of 2020 uh, finally got <laughs> uh, finished and the bathroom is officially done. We'll probably put, put pictures up and all that stuff real soon. Yeah. How did you like the finished product, Chris? Because I hid it from you for the last couple days. Yeah, you did hide it, but I did see a little bit of it. No! Because, well, I did see, okay, they had the door open and I had to walk by it from my bedroom, excuse me, our bedroom, walk past that bathroom and I look inside and I can see like, oh, okay, that's a tile. Okay. Oh, that's a counter. Okay, great. But when you think, uh, finally had it all done and everything was wrapped up, it looked amazing. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm glad that you really liked it. Well, you know, I mean, well, the question is, did you like it? Oh, I loved it. I think it's spectacular. It's absolutely gorgeous. And 
Um, after the contractor finished there, I just asked him to do a couple more projects in the boys' room oh, the next right, day. that's right. That's right. Yeah. So he moved over into Jacob and Mason's room and helped us move these big old shelves that have held like tons of Legos and uh, take the fan up and make it a little you know, bit shorter. Yeah, I didn't know you could actually do that. You know, chop the fan in half, like the fan uh, shaft that come, came down. He took it apart cut it in half which made the shaft shorter which made the fan higher up to the ceiling which now we're noticing is bringing more cool air down into the room because of the air vents and the placement which is really nice we need more air circulation yeah and it made the room feel like so much bigger yes it's taller yeah it's weird it it definitely did but then the contractors finished on uh thursday and then friday morning i woke up and i was just i'd had a rough week i mean there's been some news that's happened with the wedding uh well okay news being the news is we're still in limbo deciding what we can do because hawaii extended what chris they also extended their uh, quarantine um, lockdown restrictions for entering the state of Hawaii for another month past the, well, I think it's through October now, right? At least. They said at least October. It could at be least. longer. We're getting married in November. Right. And we're like under the three month mark. And now we don't even know if we'll be able to go because not only did they institute this new quarantine but on top of it there's this new ordinance called the do not gather oh really is that like no more than two people can uh, hang out no more than five people five people and all the beaches are shut down so if you got five if you got six friends you have to like draw straws at who gets like left out well no 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 it's you can't have more than five people and you can't associate with anyone outside of your household you in, can't get in toge- Hawaii? Yeah, you can't get together for, with friends. Is that for residents of Hawaii or anybody? Yes. And yeah, residents of Hawaii. They're restricted to their household only. They're Gosh. really trying to get a grasp. Because if you think about it, the islands are like five or six hour plane ride from the mainland. And that's the nearest medical facilities if their hospitals get inundated. The only other support they could get is like a military medical ship to go and help with COVID. Wow. So I get it. I'm not complaining about that, but it definitely put us put us in limbo. So I was crying a lot on Thursday for a lot of reasons. And then Friday morning, I just told Chris, I think I need to take a personal day. And he's like, yep, yeah, babe, come have coffee with me. Right, honey? You're, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. like, come have coffee with me. So I sit down. I'm drinking my coffee. And, you know, it's hot coffee. And I was like, Chris, it's getting really hot in the house right now. Oh, I know. I go check. The, so what, what temperature is the AC unit set to? Because I'm going to go check the thing. The and thermostat. I said it's set at 75. Okay. So I go look at the thing. It says it's currently 78. And it's climbing to 79. But it says 75 on the machine. I said, well, that's odd. Why and is the it cooler s- was on. Like, it was supposed well, to be on. It no. wasn't running at that time, but it, it said cool yeah, it was and set, on. Yeah, it was set to cool and everything. So I go, I'm like, okay, the outside box is running. The AC thing on the outside, I think it's condenser, whatever it's called, is running. But the inside machine, the fans are doing nothing. Right. So, so we turned it off. And, and I'm like, what is up with that? We turned it off, let it rest for 10 minutes, and then turned it back on. And then there was this, like, weird grinding sound. And we knew that we were in trouble. So, yeah, yeah. So I, Chris runs upstairs to put in a request to the home warranty. And I get on the phone and I start calling any AC repair place because we're in a heat wave right now. 
And, 100 degrees. And nobody could come out until Thursday of next week. I called like eight places. Well, I called it. The warranty company said they'll send somebody out on Tuesday of next week. Right. But, but I was calling these other places before that. That would be, a, uh, what is it, like, uh, how many days would that go by? Like f- three days, four days, five days? Four or five days with right. no air. At with, 100 degree weather. Plus, it's high humidity right now, too. Oh, gosh. And so... I was like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I was like, you know, our contractor, Ulysses from Prime American Coatings has been so great. I'm just going to reach out to him and just, you know, he's in the network with other contractors. And I said, do you have an AC guy? And thank goodness for Airflow DC because they came to our rescue at 6 p.m. on Friday night, replaced the capacitor. And yes, it was 125 bucks, but it saved us. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. I didn't even know what the bill was. $125. I thought it was like $60. For the diagnosis. And then the repair was like 65 or something uh, like well, that. Well, still, it's not too bad. I mean, considering, no, you know. I mean, gosh, it saved us from having to not be able to have Jacob and Mason here. And then not me having to cancel on Zeke because we right. didn't want the kids here in the heat. Right. But... Yeah, it's definitely been uh, it's been hopping over here, and in the midst of that, we're trying to come up with a possible plan B for the wedding. Right. So we're thinking maybe to do it here in San Diego, after all. And uh, Christine might have found a place that will take us, and um, we got to figure out to cancel. Now this is all debating on whether or not if Hawaii really, truly truly is like off limits because what's the point of us going or anybody going if you got to stay in a hotel room for two weeks locked up well we i mean we couldn't do it if it was that but even if we like fly over there and they require the test before we go but what if all the beaches are closed and what if the the, restaurants are closed yeah what's the point (sighs) like the worst hawaii trip of all time it's like our vegas trip i know uh, (laughs) horrible yeah but we are just so grateful that We are going to be able to get married, and we're going to figure it out. Right, Chris? Absolutely. You know, and the kids are super excited either way how it figures out. In fact, the kids are very excited about tonight's podcast episode. Yes, they are. They actually, before you came in, Christine, they decided to make us on their own, 100%, all by themselves. They decided to make a little promo clip congratulating us. Oh, I want to hear it. You want to hear it? Okay, okay. I'll play for you right now. Here it is. Hey, Zeke. Hi, what's up, everybody? Uh, we're here today for it to say one thing to the Kristen Christine show. Congratulations, right? Yeah, congrats. Congrats. Tomorrow we have a special surprise for you guys in the morning for you guys. Since you guys yeah. have this, but tomorrow you guys are actually releasing it. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, I'm watching the Laker game right now. <laughs> and my Lakers are winning, so that's nice. But congratulations, Kristen Christine. We're yeah, congrats. All of us, the Gym Boy Show, are proud of you guys. Sir and, Mason, uh, he's just playing Roblox on the tablet. Yeah. <laughs> he said off ca- uh, off podcast that he was proud of you guys. And, Did he? Uh, yeah. Did he really? Yeah. And he can't wait for season three. So, uh, everybody's ready for season three. I am. You're ready for season three, Mason? Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. Are you ready for season three? Yes, I'm ready for season three. Congratulations. Make make sure you guys go follow them and also follow us. <laughs> Amen. Congrats. Congrats, people. Well, thank you, guys. That was so awesome. That was so adorable. But what season three are they talking about? I have no <laughs> idea what they're talking about. You know, they all seasons and episodes and, and, and uh, I don't know, YouTube this and that and, and Fortnite this and that. I don't know. You know, I can't keep up with these kids. Well, before we hop into the actual show, Chris, I would love for you to share with our podcast listeners the podcast anniversary presents that I gave you today. 
Oh, uh, oh, this, oh, I'm wearing one right now. I'm wearing the podcast shirt. What does it say? It says, uh, it says, ask me about my podcast with a big microphone on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I'm wearing that shirt right now. And then also, I got a podcast trophy. It's just a microphone hand gold uh, trophy. And it's sitting up there. I can't see it. It's up top yep, it's a hand wrapped around a microphone. And I got it for you because. You're my favorite podcaster, and I oh, think that well, you're... Oh, thanks, babe. You're my favorite podcaster, too. Oh, thanks. I just think you're so amazing, and I think about this as I reflect on the last year, and I think about where we started and where we are now and how much growth we've had and how much you've learned and with your audio engineering and the editing and how you really keep us moving forward, even on the weeks when I just am laying on the bed and I'm like, don't make me do it. Oh, I know. And she'll be like laying in the bed. Like one episode, you actually were in bed when we actually did the episode from the bed. Yeah, but this... You can't get any lazier than that, let me tell you. it's not lazy. It's called exhaustion, but... Okay, okay. But this is going to be like a greatest hits kind of run through of some of our highlights from the last year. And we're going to share with you some of our favorite memories. And Right, right. But I think before we get into that, we have one more little promo we're going to play for you guys. And when we get back, we'll dive right into a little early years of the cri- early year. We're only at one year now. One the early months. The early, yeah, the early months. <laughs> the early days. The early days of the Chris and Christine show. And we'll be with that right after this. Hey there, K2 crew. We love having you as our loyal listeners. To keep up to date with what's happening behind the scenes, check us out on social media. Yeah, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget to follow our Facebook page. Yeah, tag us in your favorite fun stories. And guess what? You might just end up on the show. Hey, 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 we are back again. Thank you for listening, by the way, if we have not said that already. Now, the Chris and Christine Show started back in August of 2019. If you could remember way back then. Way the, back then, in the covid In the 2019, <laughs> back when you could go to places and not wear a mask. And eat in restaurants. Eat in restaurants, go wherever you wanted. You could actually go to Hawaii and they didn't care. The good old days. Go to, go to a casino, you could gamble and nobody would shut anything down. <laughs> Wow, the good old days. Back in 2019, we decided to do a podcast. And I said, hey, Christine, you want to do a podcast? And she said... Um, okay, I guess so. Yeah, you said more than that. <laughs> I said, sure, I'll do it with you, but I don't know what I'm doing, and so you're going to have to teach me. Okay, well, um, so... We did our podcast. I still didn't know what I was doing. Neither one of us really knew what we were doing. So uh, the first early episodes of our podcast, you might notice they do sound a little different. And that is <laughs> a be- little. Well, to pull the curtain back a little bit, we are using USB microphones plugged into the computer, and then we are using headphones running right off of the computer. Nerd alert! Nerd alert! Okay, I'm just breaking it down. <laughs> and if you're ever familiar with a word, a term called latency. Now, if you don't, if you know what that means, it's like a del- audio delay. So by the time we would say something and the sound we said went straight back to our eardrums, there was like a whole half a second delay or maybe microsecond delay. It may not sound like a lot, but what it does is it creates you to sound like this. It makes us talk really slow because it's like you're hearing yourself. That's why you'll see celebrities sometimes pull those little in-ear monitors out of their ears is because they're hearing if there's latency in the system, it'll throw them off of their beat. Right. So we don't have latency anymore. That's why we're so poppy and hoppy in the way that we give our podcast or deliver our podcast now. But Chris, why don't you talk us through the earliest day? So episode one, I'm going to play a clip for you. 
And this is a clip from episode one, our very first episode. Um, so, I mean, I don't really got to tell you about it. Yeah. You just have to listen to it and find out what it's like. Here it is. So according to the Wall Street Journal this morning, there is a trend that is starting to rise around, quote unquote, tinderizing resumes. According to the article, Gen Z job seekers are not only including bios like you would see on a dating profile on their resume, but they're also inserting clip art and even bitmojis. I'm sorry, bitmojis into the resumes like like the logo for our podcast, Bitmojis. Wait, wait, wait. On their actual resume, they send to the boss they want to go work for. Exactly. Or and the they- HR department, I guess, so to speak, in this day and world. But, uh, so they, they put a Bitmoji of themselves, uh, like a cartoon picture of themselves. What's up, what kind of Bitmoji do they think they would actually use for that? I don't know. You know, we went through a lot of them when we were choosing the logo for our podcast. Like, do you think it's the one with, like, the coffee cup with a heart on the front of it? Or maybe, do you think it's that, the girl? Or, like- I, I was thinking maybe the one where there are the guys, like, half asleep and he's trying to get out of bed and he's like need coffee <laughs> like like this is me right now but when i get you the work i'll be the guy that's like jumping out the window all like yeah i'm ready to roll <laughs> I love or that the guy one. with coffee or too much coffee it's like this is me before this is me after <laughs> do they send actually send pictures too with their yeah thing? they actually so there's i saw and a sample of these resumes during my research for this podcast today i was looking through some of the samples that they linked into the article and there's this one of a guy and it's like it's like a professional headshot and then underneath it's like enjoys walks on the beach hiking repelling creative innovative his resume his resume this is like i said it's tinderizing was this like for like a um like was he like shoot like a job for like a uh freelance photographer or anything like that no it's not like we're watching house hunters oh i love that show by the way i love that show about how like the couple is like a freelance uh basket weaver (laughs) on the beach and the mother they oh by the way they have like three dogs and their look their price range is like two million dollars and you know they're right so this is like not that kind of a job these are people that are going for corporate positions the guy that i was looking at was going for something in a corporate field and um one of the skills that he noted was creativity and innovation such as the creation of this resume on adobe photoshop wow that's (laughs) impressive you know i'd hire i'd hire him in a heartbeat right yeah the fact that he can actually create a resume so i mean the the language that's starting to be infused into these resumes is more in alignment with what you would see in those snippets on the swipe right, swipe left kind of dating apps. And so one of the things is that when these Gen Zers were asked why they were doing it, the resume's writer, the resume writer said, this is their only way to stand out from other candidates. Now, I really well, want your opinion wait, on this. Actually not having um, talent for the job, that's not standing out? I, I, I See, that's what, it just kind of threw me for a loop because it was, do you have to have something like, a logo, a mascot, a bitmoji, really, for your your resume to stand apart. What happened to the good old days? Put a single-page resume with some great experience, get called for an interview, and that was enough. Why do we have to be so flashy? Well, I think it, in the world of Instagram, in the world of Facebook, in the world of the getting the perfect selfie, in the world of... The, what's that with the fat... What's it, uh, uh, the one that has, puts the little flowers on your head? 
Oh, oh Snapchat. 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 Yeah, Snapchat. Snapchat. Oh, I can't think about that. Is Snapchat still around? Is this still a thing? Yeah, it's still a thing. And oh, people are still know. putting all the filters. And and that's that's what this article was saying is it's Instagramming and Tinderizing your resumes. And I'm just wondering, like, how would you handle that, Chris, if you were the hiring entity? I, let me tell you what I would do with that resume. <laughs> let, me tell you, let me tell you what I'd do with the resume. Okay, if I saw a resume that was bedazzled <laughs> and it had, like, pictures of ponies and uh themselves riding a unicorn <laughs> and, and talking about walks on the beach and how they uh miss their ex-boyfriend so much you know what that would go straight to the bottom of the pile you know what it makes me think of it actually makes me think of that the person might have been watching one too many reruns of legally blonde like when Elle woods oh, yeah. hands her pink scented resume that. yeah it's like the pink scented resume that she hands to the law professor for her law internship and it's like Oh, it's scented and it's pink. No, ladies and gentlemen, we have to rescue the <laughs> resume. This is Christine's personal campaign to rescue. Yeah, that was uh, uh, that was a fun episode, Chris. And I have to tell you a really funny little anecdote. Yeah, what is it, babe? So, you know, my friends and I from my doctoral program, we've started this business and we've been starting to get different people applying to be... Uh, independent contractors with our company, right? Right, right. Well, I got one of those resumes with a Bitmoji no the other way. day. No way! I totally did! I gotta see that. Oh my gosh, I can't show it to you. That would be like breaching confidentiality. Whatever, come on. No. People do it all the time. But, and you we'll know, post it on Instagram. So there were a couple that had pictures of them. And, you know, then... It, so what I've seen is the trend is like a column with like a color and a picture at the top and then the regular white part of the resume. But this one that came through, it actually had a Bitmoji and it was like, it had, I don't, I don't know if it was, was it a, like the uh, smiley face one or it was the like, hot heart eyes. It was, it wasn't heart eyes. It was like the arms were wrapped around and I really don't know if they had a coffee cup. It was something like that where I was like, are you kidding me right now? Oh gosh. Yeah. So it's real. Oh, it is a real thing. We, t- we broke it here first on episode one. Now, we're going to dive into our third episode, which happened to have all three of our kids joined in on the fun, and we had a a group uh, session talking about one of their very favorite things all three kids think they're experts at. Uh, they still do. <laughs> and now they, yeah, they, they do this almost every day, right, Chris? That's right. Here it is for you right now. Episode three. We got a, a go up and kill him. Oh, what happens if we kill him? What happens to them? Uh, you get, you get a kill when it shows you will, you kill them. Oh, really? Now, if you get more kills, what do you get? Like a trophy or something? Uh, if you get, if you get victory YL, you get V-Bucks. V-Bucks. Now, what can you buy with a great old V-Bucks? Uh, you can buy skins. Your skin? No. Your skin skins gets taken off? Gross. No, skins mean that you get different characters. Oh, really? What's your favorite kind of character in the game? Uh, my favorite kind of character is basically Yonder. Yonder. He's basically a robot. A robot? That's a llama robot. A llama and a robot. Wow. Okay, Zeke wants to talk. What's up, Zeke? Uh, my favorite character is uh, actually uh, 
one of the soccer people or oh, yeah? football people. Hey, Christine, are you getting all this? Are you understanding all this perfectly? Yeah, I'm going to time you guys out here to catch everybody up. So, so far, we've heard about uh, Llama Robot. We've heard about Seasons. We've heard about Stranger Things, Drones, Magic School Buses. Right, don't forget that. I feel like I'm tripping out right now. Well, I think the guy who invented the game was super high or he was like hanging upside down or something when he thought about it. Uh, because, um, I mean, I heard there's like unicorns in there too or something like that. Hey, what's hey? Once you guys can answer this, what is with the actual like unicorn like stick or whatever it is? Uh, unicorns, uh, backpacks. It's actually a thing that they use. It's called backpacks. No, actually, there was this thing that Mason just saw at GameStop, and it was like a unicorn on a stick, but right. it said it was oh, like a Fortnite it's called, sword. It's called a pickaxe. A pickaxe. I thought it was a girl's toy. To tell you the truth, <laughs> I have one of those at my house. Oh yeah, okay. So it's actually just like a pickaxe it's a pickaxe what you use to harvest it's actually it's nicknames called the harvesting tool and you could use it to get wood and build if someone's attacking you you could build oh really and you there's also even traps wait i thought it said rainbow smash on it so i thought it was like a my little pony Uh, you are i think it is they don't talk talk about yeah i think it is for my little pony it's like the crossover version edition it's like edition 25 it's like the crossover with like the My Little Pony with the Marshmallow Man and the zombies. That's always fun too. Yeah. Hey, uh, so Jacob, you want to say something? Also, um, another um, place where you could drop at in Fortnite is oh, yeah? Retail Row. Retail and- Row. Oh, is that like shopping center? Yes. yes. I'm in. Tell me more. Oh, Christine okay. just woke up, by the way. <laughs> okay. All right. So if you, do you can guys I buy a coach purse on Retail Row? Yes, I think I think uh, you have no. only a V bucks though. You have a V bet credit card. I'm in. The V bucks platinum. You can't Set me up. Do the, um, there's also one more thing. Do you guys like The Walking Dead? Of course we do. Well, well do. there's zombies in Fortnite. No way. And there, they have zombies at Retail Row at Season X. Wait, wait. Are, are these zombies you can buy as a skin? Nope. No, these are actual zombies that fight you. What? So you buy zombies to fight you? No, no. I think I think there's zombies no. there, like the people wa- walking. Yes. It's, almost, it's like, like Christmas time at the mall. It's like everybody's zombies. You got to fight around <laughs> to get to the store. It's just exactly what it is. No, well, there's actually what? well, there's actually well, this is how it works. When you land at retail row, we'll see this like big giant purple crystal, and then. Um, what happens is a wow. zombie, that's a zombie generator. And oh, a zombie zomb- generator? It makes yep. zombies? Yes. And Why don't you destroy the zombie crystal machine? But there's a bunch of them, and you, have to, and you have to break them to kill all the zombies, and you have to kill zombies, and when you kill the zombies, sometimes they'll give you a gun, sometimes they'll give you some The ammo. zombies give you guns? Yeah, when you kill them, it gives you guns, sometimes. Oh, really? Yeah, and you can also find guns in um in like houses, um hotels. You can find them all over the oh, place. Oh, people just leave them or what? Oh, um, I think Zeke will want to say something. What's up, okay. Zeke? So the zombies. There's actually one thing for the zombies. There is, but it's not actually like a zombie person. It's like a person in green that everybody calls a zombie. It's a skin on Fortnite, and uh, it's only available on like the Halloween season. And oh, okay. There's a Halloween season? So is it like a Halloween store? Like you go to no. the costume shop on Retail Row? Yes. No. With I your love V-Bucks. No, no, don't no, get your V-Bucks. No, no. It's don't only leave, V-Bucks, Don't leave Mom. home without them. Your V-Bucks. Mom, there's no Coach purses, Gucci wallets, or Louis Vuitton purses. Oh, oh man. Okay. I'm out. Hey, Mason, Mason, you want anything you want to add to it? Mason, you want to talk? Say something? Yeah, I'm going to tell 
you about the skins. Okay, okay, perfect. Alright, see. So, oh, you could get like, like a banana skin. What? Like a banana peel? Yeah, yeah. Like you could wear it? Name is Peely. Peely? <laughs> That's a very. Oh my gosh, our babies, they sound so little, Chris. Oh, I know. They sound so into that. That was their very first time on the podcast, and they were sharing a microphone, three of them, just passing it back and forth, like, uh, you take the bike, you take the bike, and it was so adorable. It got them hooked on podcasting, though. It was only a, a couple of weeks after that that they started the Gem Boys show, and their voices have grown up so No, it was much. a while after that, I remember. I think they started the Gem Boys show after we upgraded our gear, and we didn't upgrade the gear for a while, so... Uh, I Come think on, the, just roll with me. Uh, yeah, okay. they got the bug. They wanted to yes. like do some test ones themselves. Right, right, right. So our very next clip we have for you guys comes from episode five, and in episode five we went to Las Vegas to see a little festival, and we're gonna tell you all about that right now. Grotechnic smoke lights. It was amazing. It was awesome. It was awesome. Hey, Christine, why don't you tell everybody the people that we actually saw? Okay, so over a period of like four and a half hours, we saw Miley Cyrus. Oh, she was crazy. She was good. She was crazy. She was actually sweating like crazy. See how sweat she had? Yeah, and she like was dripping like, with sweat. And she was just like dancing over the stage. And she was doing a lot of covers, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And then the Zac Brown Band. Oh, he killed it. He was so good. Yeah, they were all so good, obviously. Yeah, they were really good. And they were in San Diego like two days before. So I missed him San Diego, but got to see him in Vegas, which was cool. Awesome. Uh, Def Leppard. Oh, Def Leppard killed it. They were a little older, of course, but uh, they were doing a good, pretty good show. You know, they're pretty good. I thought they were good. They were really good. And they were really funny when they were getting ready to do one of their songs. Uh, Miley Cyrus was slightly inappropriate at some point. Well, some, some could say. <laughs> yeah, but. she she made some comments that were a little bit dicey. But then the lead singer of Def Leppard goes, and now we dedicate this song to Miley Cyrus. Yeah, they go right into Pour, Pour some, some Sugar, sugar on, on Me. me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was, was really funny. funny. Uh, and then her, oh my gosh, her was so good. Yeah, her, I had no idea. I never heard of her really, but uh, I don't listen to a lot of R&B type stuff. But uh, it was very good. And I was give her respect because she actually stood up there with a guitar and she actually did a song acoustically with a guitar. And she actually played it herself and sang it herself. And she got down with that. And I didn't think that I knew who she was. But as I was listening to her music today, I was like, oh, my gosh, I have that song on my playlist. <laughs> and she was yeah. so good. People do yourself a favor. Last week when we were talking about it, I was like, I don't know. Is it H.E.R. or her? Get to know this artist. She's really good. Fantastic. Okay, next up, we had Chance the Rapper. I'm not really familiar with his work, but he was he did a pretty good job. I think he controlled the crowd good. And then he had a uh, did a few guest uh, singer. Did he have a, a guest rapper with him? Uh, mm, no, there was another rapper that came out, and that was T-Pain. Oh, that's right. That's right. And the crowd yes. went crazy when T-Pain came up. And then, I think I cried. Oh, Alicia yeah. Keys. Alicia Keys. Oh, yeah. She came out and um, she was unbelievable. She really like the crowd went nuts. When Alicia Keys came out, the crowd went crazy nuts. Everybody was standing and cheering. It was unbelievable. And she was so authentic. And then she brought out a guest 
artist, duet yes, artist. Yes, some other singer. I looked up his work too. Yeah, it's, Louis um, Capaldi. Yes, that dude just comes out of the crowd. She starts playing the piano and she starts singing the song. Okay, cool. And this guy just like walks around the corner from behind stage and it's this dude, Louis, and they start singing this beautiful duet together. It's it was actually so his fantastic. song. Yeah, so you know, fantastic. Yes, it was amazing. It was amazing. And then Mumford and Sons. Yes, they were amazing too. Mumford and Sons, they came out and they killed it. All the hits. Um, it was fantastic. And you said you've been a fan for a while, right? Of course. Yeah, like I listened to their like their very first song. Um, I forget what it was, but it, they played it on the radio probably like ten years ago, and I was like, "What this band is?" So I looked them up, downloaded the song, of course, and then I started heard more of their songs being played on the radio. So I was like, "This is pretty cool, man. Let me check this out." So I downloaded like an album or whatever. Yeah, and then the last act was Marshmallow, the DJ, which was so cool. I know. It was, I felt like it was at like Disneyland, and it had like <laughs> the, the characters for like Mickey Mouse with like wearing the helmet. This Marshmallow dude's got like the Marshmallow like helmet on, like the Mickey Mouse helmet at Disneyland or whatever, and he's doing the whole show with the thing on. I thought the guy was gonna fall off the stage because you couldn't see in the mask. Yeah, but then he brought out Kane Brown, and that was amazing. Oh, yeah, they guess they have a song together, and well, they obviously do, and they played it together at the show. It was amazing with fireworks and lasers, and he getting the crowd all jumped up. Yeah. He was the last one to actually uh, perform that night. Yeah, and then he just walks off at the stage at the end, and everyone's like, oh. I guess we're done. <laughs> they said it was over. Yeah, well, but it was amazing, though. I want to go back again, and um, I cannot wait to go back again. I got to find tickets again and the whole thing. And and it was just a fun weekend all overall. Now, isn't tonight what would have been like the iHeartRadio Music Festival? Uh, no, I believe that happened in uh, September of last year. We went there. Um, I'm not sure. I do hear something on the radio there. I don't know if it's this weekend. That's or... what I just said. You said that it was going to be like well, this weekend, like yeah. the new the new one. They're doing it all online or right, whatever. Right, right. I heard something on the radio. They kept plugging it on the radio all week long. And I didn't remember what day it was. It might have been this weekend, but I didn't pay that close of attention. I just heard that it was like this whole online thing, all these acts and this big like festival and i got all excited this is oh you can watch it from home <laughs> and that's the only place you're gonna watch it so uh yeah and uh, we had promised the kids last year after we came back that we were gonna take them oh, and so we were much, gonna take uh, your sister and oh, i know oh, that's right oh so many things that covid has stolen but you COVID. know what i know I hate dang, you COVID. dang you covid but you know it was such a fun experience for me to go to a music festival like that and still that memory of alicia keys performing is just ingrained in my memory. It just was so beautiful. Oh, it was so awesome. The whole whole event was amazing. I would go back and it was probably, I would say, like the best concert show I've ever, ever been to. And then the next day we went to go see Wicked in Las Vegas. And I just thought, like, what an amazing weekend. We fly in on a Saturday morning. We go to a music festival Saturday night. We go see Wicked on Sunday afternoon. We go back, grab our bags after we'd gambled a little bit. Oh, we we went to the Paris, I think, and we had like a buffet. And then we went back and we got our bags. And then we flew out and we came home on Sunday night. Yeah, one it was weird. It was, we fly in one night, fly back the next night, and we did so much. And it was I, so fun. It was very quick pace because we had to go, go, go because, you know, we only had a tight time schedule. But still, even still, I think it was great. 
Yeah, it was. And, you know, that wasn't the end of the fun weekend. We had more stuff that happened the very next day, which I think that this next clip talks about. Right, Chris? Episode six. Something very important happened in episode six, and we are going to play it right now. Well, we have a little um, official announcement for everybody relating to Chris and Christine. Now, Chris and Christine have been dating for a while now. Yes, we have. I'm speaking to myself in a third person. But um, yes, we've been dating for a while now. And um, last... Monday night. Last Monday night. That's right. Last Monday night, before we did the podcast, I decided to spring a little surprise onto Christine. He did. It was epic. Yes. You want to tell you what I did? Everybody, what I did? Well, it involves something sparkly and Chris on one knee. Yes. If you can't figure that out, I actually proposed Woo-hoo! to Christine and she said yes. Obviously. I mean, he Obviously. wouldn't. You know, (laughs) (laughs) it was it was an easy answer for sure. Yes, but it was super fun. It was super spontaneous. I definitely didn't expect it. And it was great. It was just the two of us. And it was doing something that we loved. It was right before we recorded the episode. So we really thought like right after he do it, right after he did it. Sorry. Uh we really thought about like including it in last week's podcast, but we decided to wait until this week because we were the only ones that knew and we wanted to tell our family and our kids, of course, right before it was just like out in the public. Right. Because it feels like it's fair to everybody to kind of give them, you know, tell them what's going on prior to us, like announcing it to the entire world and, um, and all that stuff, you know, yeah, it was super fun. It's been a super great week. And, for all of you that have recently gotten engaged, like what happens that first week you're engaged, you get hit with a ton of emotions and, oh, it's just been, it's been a great week. It's been an emotional week and we're just really excited for this season. So before you start like messaging us and asking us, when's the day? Can we be invited? Can we invite like a reality TV show to film you guys? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we haven't set a date and we're not going to for a while. We really want to enjoy this season of engagement. And I think part of that goes to our story. We've shared a little bit before about both of us being previously married, right, Chris? Yeah, both of us were actually married previously. And so the thought of marriage and the thought of being remarried again for both of us is very scary and it's a very intimidating thing. So we kind of don't take this very lightly, you know? Yeah, you know, we've we've both had a rocky past and we had a lot of hurts and traumas that we had to work through individually and things that we're still figuring out, like past hurts that might impact our relationship. And so we're trying to make sure we're two whole people before we walk down that aisle because we don't want to become a statistic. 67% of second marriages actually fail and we're not going to be one of them. 60 what did you say 67 percent. 67 percent. yeah wow that's crazy that's, yeah. that's quite a high high odds yep. but um what i was gonna say was that uh you know both of us came from kind of like um we both kind of jumped into the marriage thing kind of earlier and younger and we weren't quite fully developed as like far as like our 
knowledge of what we were doing. You know, we're kind of like we're rookies when we got married the first time, and it kind of bit us, you know, and we both kind of um, had some bad experiences. And I think now that we're older and we're wiser, we're getting married a lot older now, not young and dumb. And so it kind of gives us some experience that we can use to um, be beneficial this time around, I guess, so to speak. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was such a special episode for me. I just am like tearing up even thinking about it. I know, hearing it back, it sounds like, uh, first off... Gosh, what kind of equipment were we using back then? And also, also that the um, just the emotions of us like talking about the big day of me proposing to you, how special it was, and we did it right here. Yeah, in the podcast studio, and not only that, but like hearing about how far we've come, and it, you know, it really helps me have perspective in this moment as we have a lot of uncertainty about like the upcoming wedding and whether or not it's going to happen. It just helps me to like be at ease a little bit more and be like, no matter what happens, I still have you. Oh, thanks, babe. And I have you too. You, I, what's that the song go? Uh, you have me, babe? I've got you, babe. That's what it is. I've got you, babe. <laughs> keep going. Hey, your part. You got to sing your part now. <laughs> You're so funny. But um, it was just such a special memory. And then we did tell our parents and, you know, we said we were going to wait to plan our wedding, but you know, things fell into place shortly after that for our destination wedding. And it just, you know, everything went smoothly until COVID. Dang you, COVID. COVID. <laughs> Horrible. But speaking of COVID, the COVID's also put a big damper on our uh, trip to Hawaii uh, for the wedding. Which and- takes us back to our memories of our first trip to Hawaii together right. for your birthday. Thank you. And here it is in episode 10. Hawaii extravaganza 2019. That's right. Aloha to everybody. We just got back. We flew into town last night. So we just got here. We're on island time, um, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Aloha right. to everybody. There are three hours behind us here. That's correct. So it's a lot earlier in the day there. But the one good thing about living in San Diego and flying to Hawaii is that the flight is only like, what, five hours? Yeah, like five and a half. Now, you met people in Hawaii that traveled to Hawaii from all over the world, all over the country, um, including all like... All over the, the world, yeah. Yeah, back had, east. Yeah, a lot of people from Australia. Oh, yeah. What's up? Good day, mate. <laughs> Not with that again. Oh, my goodness. But there was a bunch of people from Australia and from Japan. Oh, Japan. Yeah, it's like... It's like they say it's pretty close to Japan, like probably the halfway point from mm-hmm. Japan to America is like Hawaii. So they vacation there. Oh, my goodness. So There's so many. many Japanese tourists. And we were in Oahu. Right. Honolulu, Waikiki Beach. Now, we flew in when we just on day one, we arrive, we fly in, we land. We took an early flight. So when we got there. We still had a lot of daylight left. We landed like one o'clock or something like that. Yeah, like one one thirty, right around there. Like 1 p.m. we land and then we land in and then we take the get the luggage and all that stuff. And we load up. We get take the uh, bus over to the rental car company yes. where Christine had reserved a Jeep. You're welcome. Thank you. Four wheel drive Jeep. And we got the little thing, and we took the roof. First thing we did, we took the roof off the top. Yes, we did. And we had made it into a convertible, and throw all our junk in the back, and we hightailed out of that place. And yeah, I didn't we know didn't where, know where, I was where go- we were going. Oh, I know. 
and the, it's a jeep so it's rugged it doesn't have the amenities of like chantilly my car if you right me it was talk pretty basic her. like even though it's four-wheel drive and all that but it was pretty rugged like it had crank windows like where do you find a car with crank roll-up windows like right. i didn't know they existed and manual locks and manual locks you, like you put couldn't a key- automatically lock anything right it was all the old-fashioned put a key in and all that stuff crazy you had to lock the back door of the the swing gate whatever it's called with the right. key right right everything was like uh, old school which is fine or whatever but yeah we um it was an automatic it wasn't like a stick i don't think you can rent sticks but what's so funny is it was like two times or more the price of a regular car it was yes it was so much more it's so small too it was a small but you one. wanted it chris said to me babe babe when we go to hawaii We've totally got to rent a Jeep. Like, do you think it's possible? It's like, already done. I, yes, Kashin is the best. I am a pretty decent travel planner. I do have to pat myself decent. on the back. She's amazing. Aw, thanks. Yeah. Well, we rented the Jeep. We get in the Jeep. And Christine is um, slash photographer slash um, navigation. So she's telling me how to get to the hotel. So we're going through like oh my downtown. Gosh, oh my, I need to pause him. Photographer, he's like, babe, can you like film this with a GoPro? All the meantime, I'm trying to juggle the phone because the phone didn't have a stand in the car, nor did it have like a cord or anything. And then I had our flower lay because we had the lady meet well, us at the right. gate with the flower lays because Chris right. wanted a flower lay. Like we got off the plane and they had our name. As soon as we got off the plane, they had hold our names up with this little like the old do in the movies with their name with a placard, like our names on there. And the lady had the flower lace, gave us the lace around our necks, and then she took us to where we get to pick up our bags, and she was very, very friendly. Very friendly. And so then we're in the car. I'm trying to keep my hair from blowing into my eyeballs. Oh, yeah. Keeping my flower lace from flying away, holding the iPhone in one hand, trying to videotape this gooper over here with the GoPro. <laughs> And yeah. we're just having the time of our lives. Yeah, she's sticking like, out the roof. She's breath. flying it out the window. She's videoing out the roof, ceiling, uh, the buildings. We had t- all kinds of traffic, trying to figure out where to go. And the freeways there, they have freeways like they have here. But the freeways are like super narrow, like smaller, like top speed, like 45 miles an hour on a freeway. Yeah, it was really bizarre. And so we drove, we were only like six and a half miles away from the airport. And when we finally got there... We checked in and we get to the check-in area and the line was huge. Oh my and goodness. If oh. if you've heard me mention anything about Chris, he hates lines. Oh, we get there and I'm waiting. I'm like trying first we try to figure out how where to park at. Right. We find the parking garage. Once you find in, and we're so lost, the resort's so big. We stayed in uh, the Hilton um, Waikiki Village. Waikiki Village Hilton. It's a big, massive resort with multiple buildings, multiple towers, a mall, storefronts. Yeah. Um, so fast forward, we find the check-in area, and Chris looks at the check-in line. He's like, "Oh my goodness!" Although <laughs> there may have been. <coughs> There, he's still overcoming his cold. Pardon Excuse us, me. people. Uh, he may have used some different words, but he was like, oh, gosh, that brought back some memories right there standing in that line with you. Oh, I know. It was so hot. And we were like sitting outside and their whole check-in uh, center is like outside this patio. They had like those fans going. A lanai, honey. A lanai. Excuse me. I called it a patio. <laughs> <laughs> who, who am I? You know, this white guy from the, from the mainland. <laughs> 
you know, but uh, but that was our trip to Hawaii, and that episode is episode number ten. Did you have fun on that trip? Babe? Oh god, it was the best Hawaii trip I've ever been on. And ever. that was where we discovered the little white wedding chapel was right down at the base of the tower that we were staying in, and we fell in love with it. And we, you just... know, what? and they're having weddings like every hour. <laughs> right. We, we like walk by that place. Look, there's another wedding. Oh, there's another wedding. But it was so beautiful, and then we oh. were like, we've got to get married there. I know. And... We picked up a flyer, and we Christine called them and set it all up well but the funny thing is before we left is we were pricing out venues for san diego and they were so astronomical and so we thought for sure that hawaii would be out of our price range but then when i reached out to them it was very reasonable and then you know the story is for us this year we've been saving up all of our points through southwest so we got everybody's except for one person's ticket for free. Wow. To yeah. Hawaii. To Hawaii. Free flights to Hawaii. It's right? amazing. Yeah. So, you know, it's just gives me so many memories. I remember the day that we went to go visit at Pearl Harbor. It was such a long day. We were uh, up at like the like, booty crack at dawn. Was it like four in the morning or something yeah, like I that? I know. We had and, to be on the little bus at like 5 30 or something and then we got back i think we just passed out and took a nap or something because it's so tired that day but it was, it was unbelievable it, i loved it so much it really was so much fun and then when we came back we were gearing up for the podcast again and we had some fun milestones right chris uh, these are all fun milestones I, I embedded into the system today. But oh, this, well, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Now, this very next clip we have is from episode 11. And episode 11 was our very first time we ever decided to do a podcast interview. Now, we did not have these fancy equipment like we have today. We actually used it on a phone, recording phone to phone through uh, Google, Google Voice. Voice. Yeah, yeah, Google Voice. I didn't know, but uh, I read somewhere you can do interviews that way by just hitting the record feature that they offer on the Google Voice. So, but the um, problem is, as we found out, that the audio quality is, uh, how do I say, uh, not so good. Not so good. The company was great. The quality was not so fantastic. So I feel bad for the guests we had for this interview, but uh, they are Mentas, and they had a book out. Um, what was the book called? Do you the remember? The Right Combination. The Right Combination. And here's a clip of that interview right here. How you met and about your beautiful blended family? Yeah, sure. I think uh, uh, I, I, I've been single uh, for about eight years when I met Barbie, and uh, we actually met online, uh, which is Today is known as Match.com, but uh, we actually was at Yahoo Personals at the time. But I think I think each of us knew as soon as we kind of, uh, you know, met each other, we found one another attractive, and uh, which I think now kind of goes without saying. I mean, here we are seven years later going, going <laughs> strong, you know. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, so it was, uh, you know, for me it was the time to – I've been single long enough and focusing on just me and my daughter for quite some time, and I was um, – think ready to get out there and i think my sister was also ready to get me out of her house i was been hanging around too long (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome i was saying so you were a single dad raising a daughter yes yes i'm sorry yeah yeah i'm single dad raising a daughter i mean like i said i've been single for about eight years before i met barbie and just uh my daughter and i were just Super, super close. And it was just, uh, I mean, we had done a lot of things uh, uh, together and uh, just really growing together. I, um, I, you know, I taught a lot of different classes with her and stuff like that. And I was really I was kind of blessed at the time, I would say, because I had a job that I worked from home. And so I was able to do things like, and I made it a point uh, that every Wednesday I would tell her, I said, look, 
Wednesday, I know you just love cafeteria food, but how about Wednesday I bring you like Chick-fil-A or McDonald's to the cafeteria <laughs> and I can sit and hang out with you and your friends and stuff and end up. You know, Chris, I loved that interview. I know the quality wasn't what you would like, but the thing that really stood out to me was this is one of the very first Christian couples that I had met that was finding success as a blended family after going through divorce and remarrying. And reading their book helped me have a little bit more insight to some of the challenges when you come together with trauma in both of your backgrounds. Right. Yeah, that that is fantastic. I feel I feel bad for the quality of the interview because they said this is our very first time doing that. So I'm But we learned so much from it. Oh, we totally did. You know, I think I think that was the point that made me really focus on audio quality I, if you remember correctly like after that turning point i had something welled up and swelled up inside me that said i have to make sure that every episode is the best audio quality i can make it from here on out oh you mean when your ocd came up <laughs> you can call it that call it what you want <laughs> call it whatever but the point is that i focused mainly on making sure audio quality was a priority yeah like a big priority and you definitely that you found a little while after that clean feed i mean it took a couple more tries of different things but we've come a long way but we're so grateful for Richard and Barbie coming on on their book tour and talking with us about how to find success in blending your family and in you know getting married again after divorce and so we're so grateful for that yes we are and speaking of getting married our very next clip happens to be from episode 12 and in episode 12 you know what um People, uh, most people have smartphones. I mean, I got an iPhone. We all have iPhones here. But um, what do you want to do with your old iPhone other than just get rid of it? And if you're in love, you can do what these guys did. But um, but it's a couple that met on Tinder. And the topic goes like this. The couple who met on Tinder relied on their phones to foster the first sparks of their romance. They have gotten engaged using a ring made from their old phones. What? Yeah. So get this one, Chris. What? This couple met on Tinder. Yeah. And then when the guy was thinking about proposing, right. he decided to use pieces of their old iPhone to compose the ring that he proposed to his no girlfriend with. Way. Yeah. So apparently some of the components of the phone that are inside actually have gold in them. It's like really? yeah, it's like nine carat gold. Is that why they keep offering to buy your phone old phones they want the gold right maybe it's not a ton of it but it's and it's nine carats so it's not really high value gold oh it's not it's softer i I don't know what that i thought lower numbers were high or better um no no it's pure the higher you get so it has less impurities when it's like 24 carat okay but what this guy did is he took their phones and took it to this um it's like a recycling jewelry place. And so Ooh. they pride themselves on minimizing waste and taking old objects like iPhones and electronics. TVs, and converting computers. It, like yeah, that. converting it into jewelry. And so they took the different pieces of the phone and they made it into a ring. And so here's what it says. The ring is made from the handset speakers and microphones that the couple used to whisper sweet nothings to each other, the cameras they used for selfies and video chat when living apart, 
and a nine carat gold band created using the very circuit boards that kept those phones alive. No way. That's fantastic. Yeah, but I took a look at this ring and it's really like new age looking. So it's. Well, you would expect. Does it have like a. Little, uh, um, the screen on it and like you can text on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but instead of having any type of semi-precious stone or precious stone in the center of the ring. Oh, what is the center stone? It's the camera. That is awesome. <laughs> if you ever looked at the inside of your camera on your phone? It's like you keep looking and looking deeper and deeper because there's all like those different little rings in there and the lenses. And it's like a weird blue color mm-hmm. tinge to the the little camera thing, whatever it is, it's inside the very center. It's, I, th- I always look at that. I'm like, that is so cool looking. Yeah. So they use that for the center of the ring. And then the band is built from the circuit boards. And then the pieces of the speaker make up the sides right next to that center stone. And it's a really interesting looking engagement ring. But it has this incredible sentimental oh, value to them. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that is like... You look at that thing and you're wearing it and you're like, that is how we met, literally. Literally. And physically. Yeah. And then you don't have to worry about it just like going into a junk heap anywhere. And so I was reading that story and just thinking about that, like... How would you guys feel if you created your engagement ring or wedding band out of your old iPhone? I think that is super, super cool. But I'm also, I love like sentimental gifts like that. Like Mm -hmm. the sentimental gifts that Christine got me for my birthday are unbelievable. I love them so much. And that's what she does. She gives very sentimental gifts. And I can see Christine doing something like this. And why didn't I do this? I should have thought about doing this. And spent a little money I spent on my ring. Or sorry, Christine's, Christine's ring. Sorry. But um, I wonder, what was the cost to do this? You think? I don't know. It didn't say. But I was thinking of looking that up after the show we'll to check see this. what something like that would go. We'll check this out. Uh, put this in perspective. I believe a new iPhone or even an old iPhone like that is probably worth maybe $500, right? Uh, I don't know. The new, new ones are going for $1,500. Well, that's we're talking like the, the biggest one and the biggest memory. Right. Just, that one has three cameras on it. Imagine that ring. That's like a three... That's like a three lens ring. You know what that's for? It's three that's stone. For, that's for you can take three uh, pictures of three things at the same time. <laughs> that's what Chris just got me with my mouth full of coffee. I almost spit it out. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> oh, well, that's what that's for. Oh. But um, what I'm saying um, that the um, that the camera, the phone they had was probably older. So you bought if you if you were saying we're going to do this, right? You bought an old phone for say you know, a couple hundred bucks. It said it was an iPhone 5s. Well, that's an old phone. Gosh, that was probably... Um... Yeah, that was a funny episode, Chris. And it made me really consider, you know, taking my old phone and making your wedding band out of it. Oh, really? Let's do that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I got an old iPhone, right? I got a couple, actually. I think, uh, you know, Mason had one. He lost it. I don't know what he did with the old iPhone he had. He had an old phone of Ezekiel's. I think it was turned off, but it didn't have the memory. It didn't have the SIM card. Yeah, yeah but yeah. we can't find it. But that would have been great. So we, we can't call it. It's funny we can't call it either. My mom said, just call the thing. You can find it. <laughs> I'm like, well, if the thing's off and it's been dead for like a year and we don't know where it is. Right. So. But we have enough phones around here. We could probably scrounge up a, a couple of wedding bands, right? I'm sure we can. I'm looking at one right now the kids don't use. It's dead. It's right over there. <laughs> and speaking of uh, kids and moms and family and things like that, our very next clip, episode 15, is a very special one. This was the very first time that my mom 
came onto the podcast as a guest interview in studio. Isn't that right, Christine? Yep. It was so much fun. And here she is on episode 15 right now. What is it that you loved about tonight? Oh, because you're so special. Something special for me like this. That's really, really something, you know, that I can't think of, you know, maybe my 21st birthday we went out to eat and i got ordered a drink you know what was your drink your 21st birthday gosh back then they don't have the drinks like now you know talking about 50 years ago would they have like a wine or something no i don't know what i had i think i had a um bourbon and seven or something (laughs) she's going for the hard liquor (laughs) i can't remember that was a that was a while ago but um, okay well, we love to talk with Sandy, and she is some of the inspiration for our conversations around gambling because she's excellent <laughs> at gambling. So I know Sandy, she got me hooked yeah. at gambling. You know, she actually—I was born in a casino. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sandy, what's your game when you go to the casino? What is your favorite thing that you go towards? Uh, certain certain penny slots. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones oh, that have is there any new slot machines you're like like to play. Um. Well, they have a bunch of new ones. Um, let me see. Um, like theme ones. Like I ones- like Cleopatra. Cleopatra. Uh, oh, I played that one when we were at the Rio, and I won like $60 on Ooh. it. So Cleopatra is lucky. And they have this like, Wolf Run one. You play yeah, that? Oh, yeah. Full- Wolf Run. I like that. Um, it's just Each casino has different machines, so I kind of get used to the ones there. And then I go to another casino, and they don't have them, so I got to play something different. But um, they have this um, uh, River Dragons. I won some money on that last time. That was fun. Oh, really? So, River Dragons. Yeah. They still do a lot of the theme stuff, like the Hangover movie and like um, the I Island of Lucy. I haven't seen Hangover in a while, but I'm sure they are somewhere. But the casinos I go to, I haven't seen. But I used to like that. And um, Sex in the City, I used right. to love that one. Oh, World Wheel of Fortune was a big one. Remember yeah. that one? Used to play that. So it says they change all the time. So I've got to find something else to play. <laughs> what is your biggest payout jackpot on a machine? Um, $3,000. $3,000? Hi, brother. Long time ago. <laughs> well, it was a really long time ago. 3000 bucks and inflation would be like 10000 bucks. <laughs> no, yeah. It wasn't that long ago. It's about... 15 years ago, I guess. Wow. wow. That's big wow. money. I know. High rolling. I need 3, to 000. like follow you around the casinos. <laughs> that now, was on a nickel machine. It wasn't a penny machine. Oh, yeah. Now they have pennies now. Now, $3,000, do you have to make you fill out a form? Like fill out the tax thing? Um, no. You can just claim it at the end of the year. Or uh, yeah, I have to, yeah, I have to claim it. They give me a, they give me a statement. Yes, and I have to turn it in. But you don't really have, you can figure it out at the end of the year. And I usually, um, I usually um, have more losses than I do wins, so I just call it call it as a loss. So I oh, really? You can do yeah. that? Oh, okay. You better keep track of it all. You got to keep yeah. track of all yeah. your stuff. Huh. Okay. Awesome. Well, we just have a couple more questions for you. We know that this February you're coming up on your 50th wedding anniversary too, and we wanted to know from you. What is your advice to us as we're getting ready to get married? What makes for a lasting relationship? Yeah. A lot of compromise. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A lot. Yeah, I compromise every day. <laughs> oh. That's yes. awesome. Any other words of advice for us? No, just to love each other and, you know, be, you know, 
Think about others' feelings. Definitely think about the other person's feelings. Yeah, Aww. that's good advice. Yeah, Chris, I was thinking my feelings. All the- yeah, of course I'm listening. <laughs> I got my headphones on, don't I? <laughs> Do you have any more questions for your mom, Chris? Um, yeah. Um, who's your favorite kid? <laughs> <laughs> Do you notice he's trying to get you to say that on recording? <laughs> oh, you all are. You uh, all thank are. you. I, w- I am. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Who's the best of the best ki- of your kids? Let's put it that way. Different, different. Uh, I'm not answering that because it's going to be listening to this. I'm oh, get in trouble. Yeah, whatever. She she can't hear nothing. You know, she'll be on next though. So, so just one more question. What is one of your favorite childhood memories that you have from growing up? Um, gosh, I think. Hmm. I don't know. We used to go and visit. Um. Uh, my mom's family is from the Midwest, so she had all her brothers that would, um, you know, they live in Iowa and Minnesota. And we go back, well, about every couple of years and um, go to reunions and picnics and stuff. And my dad flew us in his airplane over there. So I always enjoyed well, that. Well, that's right. Grandpa used to fly airplanes, mm-hmm. right? He had an airplane. I always enjoyed seeing my cousins because I don't see them anymore now at all. But that was always fun. My oh, aunts okay. and uncles and everything. I... Love your mom so much. Oh, I love her too. She's like everything that a girl would ever hope for in a mother-in-law. Really? What? Why would you say that? She's just like sunshine and roses, and she's just the sweetest person. Very positive. Yeah, she's so loving. Yes, that's what it is. Very loving. I couldn't and, find the word for that. And just yeah. like very encouraging, and she'll, you know, just takes time to chat with me, and I appreciate it so much. You know, my mom has always been a very big supporter and a very loving and caring person and i could only hope that i would have two women like that in my life and i just feel like i won the jackpot well now you do and you did win the jack the trifecta because you got me don't forget me <laughs> i'm like the big jack i'm like the big big uh, gold pr- uh, prize like the gold you know medal you wow know? <laughs> wow we um we are super humbled tonight aren't we <laughs> just a little bit just but a- i do love your mom i love her stories i just love her energy and she's just so good to us i just feel so lucky to have her in my life well, that's very, very sweet. And it's very, I mean, wow. Yeah. Um, speaking of moms, um, the very next episode we have on our list here is from episode 18, which happened to be our very first Christmas episode. I think we recorded like during Christmas break or Christmas week. It was like right around Christmas. It was when we had family Christmas that night. Oh, that's right. We Every- had family Christmas here at the house. That's right. Everybody was here at the house. So we invited everybody upstairs to do the uh, podcast interviews. And that was kind of the first time we did it like that, like, a, like that one after the other. And here's a clip. And that was like right after I'd moved in, right? Was it? Yeah. It might have been. Yeah. So it was very, we had all, my mom and dad were here and Christine's mom and dad were here. And this is a clip from uh, Christine's mom, Arlene. It was her story about her favorite Christmas memory. Really worn to where we had holes in the bottom. And I know my dad took my, or my mom gave my dad tide boxes and he would trace our shoes and put these little imprints on our cardboard imprints, inserts, I guess you would say, in our shoes. So... I guess we were considered poor in those days, but we really didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And so when we came home to find these big boxes full of food and um, Christmas presents, we were so excited. 
What was uh, inside of the boxes? What were the presents? Well, um, I know that I had a big doll, and uh, my sister had a smaller doll, and my brother had a big Tonka truck, a mm-hmm. huge Tonka truck that he still has to this day. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah. And um, my doll was, she had kind of gray-white hair, <laughs> and she was probably like at least... 36 inches tall. Wow, that's a good sized doll. Is that big? For, I have no idea. Yeah, it's like three that's, feet. That's a big doll. Oh, I guess doll. it is. For a doll? Well, wow. maybe, maybe 30 inches, not okay. quite three feet. She was a big, tall doll. And she had the most beautiful dress on. And her name, I named her after my favorite cousin. Her name was Ida. Aww. Ida? Oh, and you're yeah. gonna see Ida tomorrow, aren't yeah, you? I am gonna see my cousin Ida tomorrow. On your way back? On our way back home. Yeah. Oh, yes. that's fantastic. So, when you got that box, I know that you were only six years old, but you obviously remember it. And somebody being so generous, first of all, did you ever find out who it was? I believe it was somebody from the school had said something, and I don't know if it was the school or... It was anonymous? It was anonymous, or some organization, and I believe my brother had a pair of shoes in there as well. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. And how's that impacted you throughout your life? Because I know you've told me that story many times, and it stood out for me as a Christmas miracle, but what has it made you want to do in your life? As um, as an adult growing up, realizing how blessed we are. Yeah. 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 And how unfortunate so many other people are. Mm-hmm. That we try to bless other people, um, not just at Christmas, but all year round. Yeah. Of course. And um, yeah. provide different things. Yeah. I know that's something that, you and dad have taught us from a very young age and it's not to give out of pity, but it's to give out of this remembrance of how much we have been given and how just if we invest in somebody, even simple little things, how it can change lives, just like it did for you as a little girl at six years old. And now Uh, I don't know if everybody in podcast land knows this, but my parents travel the world as they can to go do medical brigades and to serve um, people in all different countries. And they've taught us from a very young age to always look to see how you can be a blessing to the life of others. And so I don't know if those people that left those boxes on your doorstep when you were six are listening right now, but I am sure that they would be so humbled to know that their gifts on your doorstep would change your life like they have. So thank you so much for using that miracle to be a miracle. I love that story. I do too. Your mom is so sweet. I know. And you know what the hard thing is, is that night is the last night that I've had quality time with my mom. Oh, I'm going to cry. Oh, babe. Until, like, I saw her today. I've seen her one other time. But that was the last time that she and I were able to, like, be together and spend time together with COVID, and it's really hard. Oh, I'm sorry, hon. Gosh. Sorry I get all emotional, but, you know, COVID sucks. COVID but, does suck. But I did you get know? to see my mom today because they met me halfway with Ezekiel, and that's the second time they've done that. But I was supposed to go up this weekend, but 
with the fires in California and everything. It just wasn't a good idea for me to travel to that area. It's very unhealthy air quality and I have very bad asthma. Right, right. And so, um, you know, seeing my mom today was really wonderful because I've only seen her one other time. And that's like, I mean, months and months that we've been apart from each other and we're really close. We talk like, I don't know, like three or four times a week. We text most days and... You know, my mom and my dad have always been my, like like your mom and dad, my number one supporters. And I mean, they've dropped everything to help me with, you know, in my lowest times. And I just love that story that my mom shared. It was so heartfelt. It was. It was great. That whole Christmas episode was just amazing. Okay. And we have one more clip for you guys. And it is from... See, every one of these clips so far have been a little bit of a milestone that we've had so far in this entire year of podcasting. One full year of podcasting nonstop. So we do have a lot of content to go through. So it took me a while to figure out (laughs) what episodes and what clips to actually pull for this episode today. So uh, the very last one we have is from episode number 23. And it was the very first time that the two of us here in this room did a interview together right the uh we did an interview with a author of a book um about love and relationships and her name is krista beck and here is her interview right here so uh krista we read the book and we did notice that you have a lot of references to disney and disney princesses in the book so the first thing i want to know is what's your thoughts on disneyland on Disneyland. Yes. Uh, to be honest, I haven't been there. What? Um, so I don't know if I have much thoughts on it. <laughs> I happened to Disney World years ago. Um, right. But it is a magical place filled with wonder. And that's what Disney's really good at. You know, yeah. they're really good at creating that fantasy. And we've bought into that. And that's affected our love lives. And that's what the book's about. Oh, awesome. Speaking of that, you know, for me personally, like I, um, growing up before I started getting into dating personally, like probably my early twenties, like everything, single thing I knew about dating, I learned from Disney movies and sitcoms. Do you find that <laughs> yeah. pretty common? Yeah, that's really common. I mean, we, how much TV do we watch per week? How many movies do we watch per week? I mean, we're inundated with that messaging and we start to believe that it's real and we start to base our dating decisions on what we're, we've been taking in from Disney and Hollywood. And so that's what the book's about. It's about breaking down and exposing these certain mindsets, these certain perspectives, what I call fairy tales that actually really do get in the way of people having the love that they want. Yeah, you know, Chris and I had some conversations about that again last night as we were getting ready for the interview about how it really does influence a lot of different aspects of life. Right. Mm. So, yeah, it really does. Yeah. Yeah, What did you, what opened up for you two? Because I know that I've had married couples read the book as well, and they, and especially the women were like, wow, I can't believe like those fairy tales are actually still affecting my relationship now. Like with the two of you reading it, what did you two discover together? Well, I definitely, when because we read it separately and then we talked about yeah. it. And one of the things that came up for me is even though I'm a super successful woman, I think still in the back of my mind somewhere, I was looking for a rescuer, even though I didn't need one. Mm. And so mm. talking through that was, and working through that individually was really helpful for me. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Interesting. And you, Chris? 
Well, it's kind of the same thing. We're talking about how, like, um, what people do is they put so much emphasis on first looks and how somebody actually looks. And you mentioned mentioned many times that you kind of need to go on a second date with somebody and give somebody a second chance. And you shouldn't put so much emphasis emphasis on the way somebody is looking. Like, I'm into that look. You should really get to know somebody. It takes time to develop that. Yeah, that's that. I think you're referring to my chapter that I talk about, like, he's not my type. Right. Um, a it, lot of people do based on um, they will only date their type. And what happens is they actually miss out on a potential connection with someone who actually could be a great long term potential. But people get so attached to that their person has to come in a certain package. Um, that they wind up really limiting themselves. And that's why I chose that. I think that's chapter three, to have people really discover what their type is and to do the work to really let that go and just be open to your love, your future love, your future partner coming in whatever package they may come in. You know, Chris, that was a really informative interview for me when we did it. And I think it really helped me reflect on how to be a better partner in our relationship. Oh, please tell me. I'm, and now I'm all ears. <laughs> well, it helped me to really confront some like deeply rooted ideas about like the Disney fairy tale approach to knight in shining armor and needing a rescuer instead of us being equal partners. And so oh, I yeah. think it helped me to have more realistic expectations in our relationship. Well, I always have realistic expectations. <laughs> I, that's all I am. It's all Mr. Realistic. Uh, yes. Okay. Mr. Perfect. But that well, was my expectation. <laughs> so funny. But we could go on and on all night with all of the different segments because we've had so many fun memories, but I loved all of the clips that you picked for tonight, Chris. Oh, well, thank you. I spent last uh, couple days working on it. So you're welcome. You're all welcome. <laughs> well, at the end of this year one, as the eve is approaching and we're getting ready to launch into year two next week, I just want to give a little bit of a shout out for us and for you specifically, since this was your, your pet project, your brainchild. It's been your hobby for this year. You know, this little dream that you had. It has impacted over 7,300 listeners across the globe. Wow. It's streaming in more than 40 states. Whoa. More than 30 countries. Really? And then we have listeners on all six of the inhabited continents, of course, not Antarctica. Well, the penguins aren't. They've got <laughs> iPhones yet over there. so Right. But all six continents. That's crazy. Like, that's amazing, that Chris. It is amazing. Considering this little funzy project of a podcast, I didn't know where it would go or how long it would last. Like, like seriously, we're just like, let's do this for fun and let's just play with it. And, and because we put so much emphasis on fun and just having fun with it and the whole process, that it, it's really fun to do. So it becomes a fun thing. I look forward to it every single week. You know this, Christy. I, I know you do. I, get, so I look forward <laughs> to doing it. I look forward to um, editing it. Some people hate editing, but I actually enjoy it. I enjoy piecing it all together, like a little puzzle, and then playing it over and over again. And after it's done, I kid you not, I listen back to it like all week long at work. <laughs> like That's the funny thing is because there's so many artists, like music artists, that they'll say like after they record something, they don't listen back to it once once it's like released, but you are like an expert listener to our podcast and you like listen to it for the content and then you go back through to critique and then you're always coming back with, I think we could improve in this area. 
And I just think it's so cute. And then last night when you texted me while you were at work and you said, every time you miss me, you listen to our podcast. That is so very true. And that's very true. I, I almost I, cried. I hear your voice in the pot in my ears or actually in the, yeah. And I just, I love it so much. Oh and, my gosh. And thank you, Christine, for letting us put together this entire episode. I know it's a long one, but we had a lot to get through and it is our big one year anniversary. And this also, if you don't know, this entire episode is being done live we are running this entire thing live with no um no stops no stops or anything everything is being done um shout out to clean feed which is what we use for most of our interviews um and we've not been run- sponsored <laughs> not yet but, uh, <laughs> but but we've been using the the uh clean feed software to record this entire episode because we have the pro version which allows you to put clips in there which we did for all these clips and it's running smoothly. So far, so good. Yeah. And we I love, love it. We love Clean Feed. And then to listen to more of our episodes, if you've listened to one of our little clips and it piqued your curiosity, you're welcome to download them on any of the places where you stream your podcasts from. Or you can find us at chrisandchristineshow.com. And that's Chris and Christine with K's, chrisandchristineshow.com. And we have an embedded player on our website where you can search back to any of those fantastic episode fantastic <laughs> and you can listen to our journey through the past year catch up with us because year two promises to be one for the record books as we're getting ready to tie the knot oh yeah that'll be fantastic once again and also um just in case you forgot which episode was which i will put all of this into the show notes of the podcast player you're watch, listening to this on right now. And before we end this, we want to also give a huge shout out to every single person that came to be a guest on our show or participated in any way in helping us be successful. If it wasn't for you and your stories, we wouldn't be where we are today. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank me. Thank Christine. Thank you guys listening. Thank you all the guests coming on. It's been great. And on that note, we will see you guys next week. We promise you that. 